Hi, this is Father Ian Van Heusen here, the Art of Living Well podcast, where I just take an opportunity in this audio format to delve a little bit deeper into topics that um, I don't really have the time to deal with in a video or whatever in this audio format just gives me an opportunity to flesh things out. So what I want to kind of do today is I want to get into the cursing psalms. It's something I've been praying with a lot lately. And so I want to first talk about, so one of the things when I'm when I'm creating content, when I'm praying with the scriptures, at this point, it's, you know, the fruit of prayer, it's the fruit of study, but it's also the fruit of experience. So I have this theory with the Psalms, particularly with the cursing Psalms. So our goal is always spiritual freedom. So we don't want to be ruled by, we don't want to be ruled or governed by unruly passions, by disordered passions or disordered emotions. So our goal is always when a strong emotion arises, it's not necessarily to repress it or to beat ourselves up about it or to go down some negative pattern or negative rumination, but is really to try to employ strategies to work against it. St. Ignatius gives us a lot of strategies to work against desolation. And I would say when we're experiencing disordered emotions, disordered passions, often it is, it is the fruit of a desolation. I think the two are intimately interconnected. So what I kind of do in my own prayer is I'm, I'm always trying to adapt strategies based on scripture, based on my own experience and spending time in my holy hour of trying to unlock the passions so that I can come to that place of stillness and freedom so as to discern the gentle voice of the shepherd. So one of the things I, I kind of recently discovered is, uh, you know, for years, I, I struggled to be assertive. And, you know, recent things like Jordan Peterson and some recent events in my life just kind of inspired me to to work on being assertive and to recognize that anger is an emotion that we all should feel on a regular basis. When we don't acknowledge that we're experiencing anger, it's often because we're burying it and we're not paying attention to it and what it tells us. So what I want to get into is Psalm 109, which is one of the cursing Psalms. Now I'm using the New American Bible translation, which is the one that is officially used by the church, the Catholic church. There's other ones that some scholars will say are better. Now, I don't know if the the numbering on the Psalms is different. I I could have researched that before, but I'll be honest with you. I've had a long day, so I'm kind of doing this podcast in between different pastoral responsibilities. And I'm like, I got like a half hour to work on this before my next meeting. So so here goes, run and gun. That's my style. This is priest on the fly, praying with scriptures and kind of hopefully helping you to pray with them. So it's Psalm 109. We're going to do verses 5b through 19. So what it is, it's one of the cursing Psalms. And actually, we're going to do through 21. So what it is, is it gets into what I would say, this is a perfect description of all of the thought traps that arise in a desolation. Now, I don't know if it's completely exhaustive. Um, I, I definitely think it's worth studying a little bit more. But the way I read this is you're praying with it. And these are the things that people are saying about you in the external way, but also the enemy says to you within the working of your imagination. So the enemy is whispering these lies to you. And ultimately, we have to recognize that all of the cursing psalms are to be directed ultimately at the devil and the work of the demons within our, our, our thoughts, feelings, and desires. So here it goes. My enemies say of me. So think of the enemy, the devil, and also other enemies. But I, I think let's focus on the devil. Find a lying witness, an accuser to stand by his right hand. So the devil's called an accuser. That he may be judged and found guilty. That his plea may be in vain. May his days be few, so that we'll die soon. The fear of death, that we won't live a long life. Maybe even we'll lose our health. So that's one fear that often arises in that midst of desolation. 
may another take his office, we'll lose our job, we'll lose our position, we'll lose whatever we've earned in terms of worldly success in this world. So the enemy works against that. He gives us fear and he tries to cultivate possessiveness towards our position. May his children be fatherless, his wife a widow. So I think we can interpret this a few different ways. So there's obviously that our children will lose us as a father if you have a family. So maybe fear about the future for your children if, you, if you're a family man. But also, we also talk spiritually about children as being the fruit of our actions. So for me as a diocesan priest, my children are the fruit that I bear in the parish. My spiritual children will be lost, whether in the parish or at ECU Newman, but also the things I've begun, the initiatives I've begun, that they will not that they will not um, bear fruit. I think that's a, the way we can read that, and and that um, and that the, all of our works will be for naught. May his children be vagrant beggars, driven from their hovels. May the usurer snare all he owns. So maybe fear of debt, um, fear around money issues, particularly when we go into debt or we're struggling to pay off debt. Fear in that regard. Strangers plunder all he earns. May no one treat him kindly or pity his fatherless children. So again, this lack of kindness and tenderness, when we're in that thought trap, when we're in that desolation, the enemy attacks us. You know, nobody loves us. Nobody cares about us. Nobody will care for our children, whether they be spiritual or or literal. May his posterity be destroyed. His name cease in the next generation. We will be forgotten. You know, that's, that's another fear often, that nobody will remember us. Nobody cares. May the Lord remember his father's guilt. May his mother's sin not be canceled. This is another thing I think that often happens in the desolation. There's that sense that our sin is tied with our family and our family connection. We're all like interconnected. But what the enemy does is he beats us up with that, with our, the, the faults of our fathers and mothers. He lays that burden on our heart. He, he hurts us with you know painful memories or memories from the past or or um, sense of, of when, when our parents um, maybe don't live up to our expectation, whatever, he attacks us at the root of those primal relationships. So let's see. May their guilt be always before the Lord, till their memory is banished from the earth. For he did not remember to show kindness. So this is interesting. So the next part of the thought trap, and this actually I have experienced this often in different situations, is so we want to view ourselves as kind and being cared for the poor and being considerate. And there can be this sense when people attack us with lies and when the enemy attacks us with lies, he attacks us at our core desires. So he says, it's actually, it paints this negative picture of us and who we are. So let's, let's go back to what he says. For he did not remember to show kindness, but hounded the wretched poor. So this is a lie the enemy uses us. We don't care about the poor. We need to do more. We need to we, we, need to, we, we haven't gone far enough and brought death to the brokenhearted. So he plagues us with guilt. I mean, it's interesting because you could see these things being said about somebody justly, but these are being said as lies to slander us by the enemy in our hearts. He loved cursing, may it come upon him. He hated blessing, may none come to him. May cursing clothe him like a robe and may it enter his belly like water, seep into his bones like oil. May it be near as the clothes he wears, as the belt always around him. So that's the lies that the enemy sows in our hearts. And so it's interesting. Why do I think the value of the cursing psalm? And I'm going to get to the last part to kind of unlock this. I think by praying through this, what I found was I found release. 
when I was going through some struggles and I prayed through it, it was like it helped me to name the lies of the enemy. So if we go to the deliverance prayer, there's the five keys of deliverance by Neil Lozano. So there, uh, repentance, there's um, repentance, forgiveness, renouncing the lies, um, claiming your authority, and hearing the Father's blessings. So with renouncing the lies, I do believe this cursing song helps us to identify the lies. And then what it says is, the desire of our heart is, may the Lord bring all this. Oh, a call was coming through. Uh, you know, we're probably not going to edit that out, man. We, we're kind of running gun style. So so yeah, some calls came through. I, I forgot to turn off that feature. So so this, it says, may the Lord bring all this upon my accusers, upon those who speak evil against me. And then it goes, but you, Lord, my God, deal kindly with me for your name's sake. In your great mercy, rescue me. So it's a fascinating dynamic. How do we unlock this anger? So we recognize the lies and we say, may it be done unto them according to, the, to their desires, to their evil intent. Now, I, I think the question we have to ask immediately with this is, 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 this, is this contradicting our Lord Jesus Christ who says, we must love our enemy and that we must pray for those who persecute us. I don't think so. See, we, we have to really see it as a, a holistic whole. So the part of coming to spiritual freedom first is to recognize our desire for vengeance in an exterior way. When people harm us, it is a natural desire to want vengeance, to be angry. And when we can acknowledge that and relate it to the Lord in this manner and kind of unpack it, then when we come to that place of spiritual freedom, Having acknowledged what we're feeling, we then can choose to love and to pray for them, even though our emotions before wanted vengeance. So this is what I think the Psalms have us a great, the cursing Psalms really help us to do, is to connect with the, the darker parts of our heart, not to give in to them, not to, to completely let them overwhelm us, but to, to process them so that we can come to that place of spiritual freedom. So let's see how long this has been. This has been... Hmm. Well, I think we could kind of going back through. So that's kind of my take on the Psalms. So we could we could definitely talk more about this in the future. I think that's good enough for today. Hopefully it's not too short of a podcast. But I want you just to consider is connecting with that darker side, that the anger, that wrath, not in the sense that you want to give into it, but to come to that place of spiritual freedom. This has been Father Ian Van Heusen, the Art of Living Well podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this. God bless.